Welcome to MTP Boston. I'm Mike Marcangelo, joined alongside by my guy, Hollywood Rayshon Cannon, looking like he's going to induct someone into the Hall of Pain today, doing his best Mark Henry impersonation. And I guess we've all been inducted into the, the Hall of Pain after uh, this Patriots season. The Patriots fall again uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs, 27-17. They fall down to 3-11 on the season. Uh, before we get into uh, into the game, because Ray, you were, you were off swooning over Mariah Carey last week. What were your thoughts uh, huh, on the game? And uh, are you surprised at how much this team is showing you the first half and then how, how quickly it's it's falling off the second? Yeah, I mean I, I mean, I think they were riding high off the Pittsburgh win last week, obviously. Because, listen, I was extremely shocked. I was at a Bruins game, I think, or working a Bruins game that Thursday night. And I was like, oh, like, they're... They're up. I said they're up twenty-one to three. Like what? What's happening? Like this is like what? What is going on? And you know, so you know, so they apologized to you last week, but I apologize too. Sorry, Leah, but it's like the season's probably over, girl. So my, my bad. But it's like, damn, it's 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 been a tough, <laughs> it's been a tough go around. But yeah, I think that that led into this week, man. And they, you know, there were so many fans happy to be down fourteen to ten. I thought that was weird. Uh, what I saw on 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 Twitter. Uh, yesterday, but yeah, they just um, I don't know. They they find little spurts uh, um to to perform well, but then you know, in, in the words of Big Daddy Kane, they they just can't get they can't get the job done. So you know, um, it's unfortunate, but it, it is what it is. <clears throat> it felt it felt like you know the the anointed one, uh, Bailey Zappi had had a coming back to ah, the party like that. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he went a pretty good game. You know, twenty three of thirty one, a buck eighty, but. Uh, that that pick looked very Mac Jones like, right? I think even Zolak on the call said he he Mac Jonesed it. Um, what what do you think? I guess what have you seen over the last couple of games uh, out of Bailey? Has he earned, in your opinion, uh, has, has he earned the right to be a backup for this team moving forward? Definitely not a starter, right? You know, he, I, I think he, yeah, he, he definitely earned the role of backup for sure. Once again, the man threw sixty-two touchdowns in college. That's I don't I don't care what level you want. That is hard to do. So there's clearly some type of confidence there. His swagger is just different than what Max says right now. It's just this, and obviously it's because they made Mac Jones punch drunk. So of course it led to you know him feeling a certain way. Totally get that. Um, I feel like certain guys have performed differently under Zappy the first uh, these last couple of weeks. So you know Devontae Parker looked different. Tyquan Thornton in in a few moments looked looked different. So. I don't I don't know why that's the case, um, but you know maybe they're just trying to find something else to believe in and someone else to believe in. I should say, uh, so maybe that's what it is. But yeah, I definitely think that he's earned the spot to be uh, a backup once again. This is the year of the backups, and we'll you know we'll get into that later on uh, this week as you hear the power ranking show from DK and, and, and Bobby. But man, this has been a year of the backups, and you know whether it's Zappy. Whether it's Jake Browning, whether it's Joe Flacco and and, and Cleveland looking, looking Joe like is un, un unbelievable. So um yeah, the backup quarterbacks are gonna get paid, man. And um it's 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 this year is showing the importance again of having uh the backup quarterback because the game is a game of attrition and who can say the healthiest for the longest and who can be uh the most consistent for the longest is is what uh is gonna matter in the end. All right, so before we get into stuff that I had uh, 
Dennis, what you just said makes you want to open up a topic that we're going to talk about for the next five months, right? Is the play of the backup quarterbacks that you've seen so far in the league, whether it's good, bad, it doesn't matter. But like to 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 your point, you have your your Browning, you have your Flacco, who was a proven commodity, but he, he came back. Zappy looks okay. Uh, doesn't that make you understand that you don't need to take a quarterback number one, two, or three overall because you can find one of these guys in the second or third round? I think to play the backups this year. Here's what here's my hot take. What we've seen so far in the league and backups being able to come in and do a serviceable job. That means you have to take Marvin Harrison Jr. You have to. Have to. Tell me why I'm wrong. So you're you're not, I just don't think he'll be there by the time you have to draft. <laughs> like, so I, I think he has him going number one. I do I think Chicago says, you know what? We're gonna take him. Now, um, if that being the case, that means that either Caleb Williams or Drake May falls to us. I just think that we, because of how our defense is. We need a quarterback that's going to say, okay, um, I have the arm talent to get us to throw guys open um, and and then to get first downs with my legs. And they need that badly. Um, I think in a different in a different time, I think Bill would have been salivated because he would have said, okay, I, I'll go get a Jake Brown and come here and we'll go 11 to 6. No, not up here. Not now. Anyways. Right. Uh, no, because like I said, we don't have a chase. We don't have T. Higgins. Um, you know, we, we don't have those pieces there. So, yeah, to, to your point, yeah, you're absolutely right that going the wide receiver route would be would be really dope. But I just think that um, Chicago says, you know what, we're going to give someone next to D.J. Moore in Chicago, hence the Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, picking number one, in my opinion. That would be, for two times in the last four years, uh, uh, the Bears are going to, be smash at fucking keyboard again because I yep. wanted Justin Fields mm-hmm. and I want Marvin Harrison Jr. and 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 according to you they're gonna they're gonna yeah. take both. And I mean that that's that's just my hot take. Like I don't I don't know if I'm going to be proven right on that. I just I could just see it happening though. But you did also t- talk about um that there are players on this team that are they're playing differently on the on the offense. Bailey's uh his quarterback. I think the 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 two uh, one that you already mentioned was DP Devonta Parker, but also Hunter Henry. So, yeah, but, but like for you, what what is it? Of, of, why do you think there's such a difference between how those receivers are playing uh, when Bailey's the quarterback? Because in all like in all honesty, he's not a better thrower. He has the same arm talent as Mac Jones does. So what 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 is it? Is it the confidence? It, it's probably the confidence, but. He, I mean, this this is such a pun, but it, it's it it, it it matches. He has a little more zip on the ball. He does. His his arm strength may be the same, but for some reason, how he pinpoints certain balls is, is a little is a little different than what Mac does. I feel like Mac kind of flails some some uh, footballs up there, uh, which leads to some picks, which leads to some incompletions. Um, yeah, Zippy just has a little more a little more spice on on some of the throws that he makes. Um, I think what yeah, I, I know, I know, it's, it's bad. But the the play, the, the touchdown he had to Hunter Henry last week on on that seam route. How many times we we've been clamoring for Mac to have a throw like that, and we haven't seen that on the seam route. So I was like, oh, okay, this is what the seam route supposed to look like in this offense. So I don't know, it just certain 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 throws. 
Uh, I guess maybe he's just better in, in, in the intermediate than than Mac Jones is, and that's why it looks better. But yeah, um, between the confidence and then just what throws he can actually make, which makes him look different. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I think I was talking to Bobby last week on the show about this, but the difference uh, for for me is Bailey kind of embraces the fifty fifty ball. Yep. Whereas Mac won't throw it. Yeah, he he has to be a hundred percent certain that either a receiver from the Patriots is going to catch it or a defender from the other team is going to catch. It. Those are the only throws he makes, yeah. right? But Bailey yeah. will put will, will put it up there, and I think that's why you see you know, Devontae Parker not playing like a number one, but playing like a pretty good number two, yeah. uh, and actually actually putting up you know like sixty yards per game. I mean, yeah, Juju in the Steelers game to put up uh, what was it uh, eighty five well, yards? Well, catches ninety yards. Right. I, one of them was a 37-yard completion. It was like a 37-yard I know, but the still, still, we, 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 we hadn't seen that. Everything had been, you know, screen right, screen left, middle screen. Like, I was like, I was like, whoa. I said, where, where, where had that been? It, it reminded me of the Buffalo game last year at the end of the year where they, they, they just started doing all type of shots. I said, where the fuck was this all year? What are we doing? Right. Yeah, I, and I, I was like, now, now, now you want to showcase that you could do something, fuck y'all. I, I was, I was, I was mad at that seeing that highlight. I said, I said, but what, are, what are we doing now? Like now, you want to showcase that you got some type of offense, and they were just moving the ball down the down the uh up and down the field. I said, what is this? I, I, I felt disrespected as a fan that you went to fucking week fifteen to show me that you can move the ball up and down the field with no problem. It was a joke. Let me uh before we before we carry on with our regularly scheduled program here. A uh, quick question: If Devontae Parker had caught that ball uh, in Vegas, do you think Mac would have would have been benched as many times as he was? No, no. Like that. Looking back that, on that, it, that, that same, that was they probably would have won that game. They probably would have won right? that game. Was remember? Remember, I came on and I was just like, "Ooh!" Like I remember, I was like, "I, I said we don't we don't need." We, I said, "Whoa!" I got a little nervous. I said, "Make it big plays. Calm down." <laughs> um, but you it, were it pissed. you. That was half of you. The other half was pissed because Mac actually did something that we that we said he could not. Right, do. I was like that. That was that was the throw of his career so far, in my opinion. Um, that wasn't completed, and I was like, "Wow, okay, what are we doing?" So, uh, so, so, well, what we've seen over the last couple of weeks is that the the defense is still playing tough, right? But we've also, as I talked about earlier, that in the second half of these games, most notably the Pittsburgh game and also uh, this game against Kansas City. Is that it looks like in the second half the coaches are are almost coaching to lose. So, do you think like it's weird? Is it weird for you because it's weird for me to see a, a team where it looks like the players are trying to win but the coaches aren't. So what what does that tell you then? What do you think that tells you? Do you think, do you think they're finally in take mode now? Because that's what it looks like. Well, or, or, would, or they just walk. But why would Bill tank if he's not going to be here next year? That's just a parting gift. Yeah, but this doesn't make yeah, sense. Do you think that makes sense? No, I, I, I didn't say it made sense. I'm saying that's what's probably happening, though. I, 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 don't pay. I, just, I didn't say it made sense. I'm just saying maybe he's saying, you know what? You know, fuck it. Here you go. Like, I'm, I, I, he, threw, he threw his hands up. I think, I honestly, I feel like he was done after the Colts game. I think he said, there's nothing, I, nothing else I can do with this team. I'm, I'm, I'm out. And that, that's, I think that's what happened. And hence why the report started to come out. But I, I think he went up upstairs and said, you want me on that wall? 
I can't be on that wall. I'm I'm out. I'm done. Well, I think <laughs> so, Robert was done with him at, after that Colts game. As he, as sure, he should have been. As he should have been. Um, now, I think Ted Johnson was right. You know, people get on Ted I think Ted Johnson was right. Bill quit on the team. Quit on the team. Right. And, uh, well, he, that was, I mean, but what's, what's maybe it's been happening all season, but it's been most apparent in, in these last two. That game against the Steelers, it looked like at the at the end of that first half, well, twenty one to three, that they could have they could have put up thirty five on them if they wanted to, but they didn't want to. And then this game was competitive. Like you you were saying, you know, fans on uh, on Twitter or actually what the fuck called now uh, were uh, happy to be down fourteen ten. It's because that first half was competitive. It actually was like, on both sides, and then in the second half, it never was. And you get you get Bill punting on three straight fourth downs when he's down by uh when he's down by 10 points like what are you doing and the, the explanation he gave was 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 awful to say that we got an interception right after i'm like you're predetermining you're knowing that you're going to get the pick the next play come right. on bill right on come on like you you've been doing this too long to give an answer like that bill stop stop it cut it out cut it out so um, I thought that was disheartening. I thought it was disingenuous that he gave this type of answer. Um, and but once again, but it, it speaks to his level of frustration, not just with the media, but with this team overall. It's like, yo, no matter what I say, no matter what we do, no matter how it's taught, taught, we're not executing at a high level, and it's resulting in losses on a weekly basis. Right. So what what, I, is, what does it say about this defense? So uh, that they can they help. You know, obviously Pacheco wasn't playing, but they held the Chiefs to less than 50 yards rushing, and they held Travis Kelsey to five catches for what 28 yards. But this this is what he still does, meaning Bill Tyreek Hill was five of 40. Um, I don't think Pickers did that much last week. I think in, in the Pittsburgh. No, no, he didn't. Well, this this is but this is what he does. Once again, we we have said it on the show. We want him gone, but. We know that he can still put a game plan defensively. Once again, if you, if you, if you, in, in a perfect world, you had said, Hey, I'll keep you as the coach because you can still coach your ass off defensively and said, I need you to get rid of the, the, um, the GM, the GM role. I wouldn't be as mad as I am right now. Well, because I know they both go hand in hand and he, he's not going to go quietly, uh, into the night. Um, that's what makes me mad that I know, oh, you, you got to go all together because you're not going to relinquish that power. Um, because you feel, you still feel that you can give, uh, you know, um, you can still feel the best team. That's not possible anymore. Um, we saw right now anyways. Yeah. But I mean, the kind of sad is, uh, Rasheed Rice caught nine balls for 91 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> so we can uh, number one. Well, I want that. That's okay. He, he's, he's not. He's not a household name yet. Not a household no, name right. yet. So, I, um, no problem. The weird thing about this game, like, I don't know if you felt it too, but the whole Andy Reid, reader, you know, uh, Andy Reid versus Bill Belichick, that goes on, that goes back twenty years, twenty five years now. Every game has always been like a chess match between. It is what's Bill going to do? Is Andy Reid going to fuck up the, uh, the clock at the end of the game? Like those are the two things that we that we've always taken away from the rivalry. But right. this game felt like it's it's just weird me on this. Like we talked about this a lot uh, in the last couple of years, but this game was the first time that I, I've actually felt 
where Andy Reid and the Chiefs team took pity on us because they they gave us the ball back. <laughs> they they punted to us just so we could punt it right back to them. Like Bill, right? Bill knew that if we went forward in our, in our uh, when we were back up to our own end zone, that Andy Reid, you know, maybe ten years ago he would have he would have run up the score, but this yeah. this year they they down it. Doesn't that feel weird to you too? Like this, it's 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 pity now. It was a pity fuck. Yeah, I mean, I don't get it because I mean, once again, for years up here, it was <laughs> stop us. We we gonna get as much as much as we can. Stop us. So if I'm if I'm yeah yeah it should be and I'm and I'm and if I'm any opponent opposing team. If I got a chance to get 40 on Belichick, I'm doing it. I don't care who's on the field. Just, just because you win the blue and silver, well, not blue and silver anymore, but just because you win all in all the red and blue, I'm 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 giving you 40, 50 if I can. Like I don't right. care about the respect. You know, as long as I'm doing it the right way, I'm good. Like I will stat pad until I can't stat pad no more. So um, but yeah, I don't I don't know why that's the case. I don't know. Maybe they know. They said that they all know he's on the way out, and um, you know they they didn't want to look too crazy. But once again, they've looked like a joke at home, anyways, because they only won one game at home. So, what are they yeah, one and six at home? They've sucked at home the last two years, three years. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But we spent a lot of time on the show talking about, uh, you know, where where's Bill going to go after this? Like, what makes the most sense? I'm going to run something by you again. Uh, I put the Porzingis thing out into the universe before anybody else. So I'm going to try and put this thing out to the universe before anybody else. Why? Why wouldn't Jim Harbaugh come here? Well, I would love that. I would love right. that. Yeah. Or does family come here? Oh, yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, if you're cracked, yeah, what? That, 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 that would be a plus. Perfect fit. Um... We definitely be a run heavy team. <laughs> so folks that want to throw it, that's not happening. Harbor, that's not his style. Um, he's a run first guy. Look what's going on with Blake Corum, uh, who they probably would draft if he came here. Um, he, he's 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 a run first guy. Then you throw. Um, so I, I can see that happening. But yeah, I, I think from a you know leading men standpoint, I think that Jim, uh, no, yeah, Jim, yeah, Jim Harbor. Um, he did great in San Francisco. You know, once again, great. made Alex Smith great everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I would totally love that if that was the case. Um, you know, yeah. So I, I'm I'm all on board, but I I, I don't see uh and then I mean jo- jokingly, since he was selling signs, yeah, selling signs, he fits right in. Come on down. It's right in, right? It's right in. Come on down, baby. Come on but- down. I, I put I want to put that out into the universe now because I, I'm starting to get the sense that if Bill leaves, which I still think is happening, it's mm. just going to be more of the same. Like it might be Gerard Mayo as the head coach, Billy O'Brien as the offensive coordinator, and Steve Belichick as the defensive coordinator. And I don't want any of that. Sorry, like I, I want to keep Gerard. We have to uh, because I think that Kraft made him a promise, but I. I I think that teams, when they let go of legendary head coaches, right, like the Tom Landry's, mm-hmm. Chuck Knowles, Jimmy Johnson, you know, Bill Parcells, they don't. They typically try to find someone that's you know uh, under the radar. We don't. We we really can't afford that up here. And, and what I would say, we I mean the Patriots, 
They need to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think Harbaugh is going to be your coach for 15 years, but he's proven that if he stays somewhere well, for six to seven. you do? Yeah, yeah but he, right. He's, he's proven that if he's here for six, those are going to be five, five of those years you're going to be in the hunt. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they got, got gets there, replaces uh, Mike Singletary, I think, in San Francisco. It goes NFC, NFC Championship game. No. Divi- divisional round, NFC Championship game, Super Bowl. Right. I mean, they lost it, obviously, but no, I'm sorry. Divi- no, NFC Championship game, Super Bowl, NFC Championship game. And then with, they went 8-8 that final year. With two different quarterbacks. Two different quarterbacks, right. Correct. So it's like, okay. Um, I, I can't even tell you a receiver on that team. I remember, I remember when Brandon, I remember when, uh, uh, you know, Vernon Davis caught that touchdown that was similar to, to Terrell Owens two years ago. Um, because yeah. they brought it back on the call. It was like, oh, Davis, I mean, so Randy still. Moss was on the team. So, yeah, I mean, he Randy won. That's right. He, yeah. yeah, he was. Was. <laughs> yeah, because he burned us on Monday night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that. I was like, I, I, I was so, I was so mad. I said, I said, wait, he can see. I said, he can still take the top off the defense and we just, uh, Whatever, but it's it's, it's years ago, but it, it was ridiculous. But yeah, I, I'm I'm totally here for that. Um, and I'm sure he was gonna bring this up, but whatever. I'm I'm, I'm we're we're in the in the in the spot of co- talking about coaching. With Staley leaving, this opens it up perfectly. I'm I'm talking about Red Sea, baby. Like you know the Randy Moss over Randy Moss uh celebration. Like it it is it is it is open season for Belichick to slide right into L.A. And take over for the head coach and the GM. I mean, just hey, just give us your first rounder, baby. We got it. And then we can't not we have two first round picks. Oh, Bill's not worth the first. I mean, Bill's not Bill's not worth the first round anymore. They they don't they don't have to know that. It's okay. <laughs> oh, but they they fucking know that. And Bill's not going to give up a first round draft pick of a team that he's going to. So that's not going to happen. He ain't going to use it. Why not? He's not going to use it. <laughs> What are you talking about? You talking about? Are, are yeah, you he's, been, he's not doing. He might turn that into four third round picks, dude. He's, he's not gonna. He's not going to give up. Oak. But you, so if you let Bill go, like you're gonna have to let him go. Just pay him the twenty five mil next year because he's gonna hold you hostage to go into a team, and and he will just deny it. I I still think, depending on how the Cowboys season goes, that Dallas is probably the best position for him to go. But listen, if he wants to go to L.A. I, I can really see if Bill, head coach, get your boy Josh out there, be your be your OC. They will fix Justin Herbert. That will just happen. Josh will do that. And then their defense just needs a, a competent play caller. And Bill is still that. Yeah. They no, they just need to be healthy. I I I've been saying this on any platform I'm on. I was calling San Diego, but it, it goes back to the San Diego days too. They should still be in San Diego. They oh right, but they they always um they always fold because of injuries. Not for the talent. Once again, Duran James, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. Um, they they they've had a squad yeah. even from when we were growing up. You know, Tomlinson, Seau. Antonio Gates, um, Sean Raymond, who you know, we had on the show earlier this year. So, you know, take a look at that if you have if you ever looked at it. But um that that they always had talent. It was just a matter of cats can stay healthy. And 
they ran to us. They ran to the Colts. Uh, well, they beat them a couple times, but it's like they always ran to someone that had a little bit more, you know, right. talented right. when it mattered. Or right. to both of our points, both of our points though is look what Bill's still done with this defense that's been played by injury. Like if they had a competent coach, right. they wouldn't be five and nine or whatever the fuck they are. Right? Like they'd be, yeah. they'd be better than that. That's true. That's true. Um, Bill, Bill, that's it. He ain't good enough 60 points. That ain't happening. I don't care what's we, going on. Before we get to the Broncos prediction, I just want to ask a question as a fan because I still think that I is, is uh, out on Bill as I am now. I still, I still think that we owe him a great, a great deal for all the championships that he helped bring. Uh, should the Patriots tell us before the Jets game? It is Bill's last game as head coach. So that we can go there. Because you know, well, they should they? Should they? Uh yes. Yes. Um I think that'd be the perfect send off. Um I hope that the top two C's are uh secured by then so that we can he can go out the same way he came in, and that's beating the Jets. Um, I think that'd be a, a perfect ending to that. I, I do, and he can he can do a lap around Gillette, and then see you later. I think that'd be I think that'd be I think that'd be poetic. I think that'd be phenomenal. Um, and and he could sign on the napkin. I love you, Foxborough. Just like I would sign that 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 would be that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Um, but we'll see. But yeah, I, I think that would be fitting. I think that would be. Um, have Tom no, have anybody come back? Yeah, I don't know what I don't know if he would actually take a moment to soak it all in, or if that if that goes against everything that he believes in as a as a coach. But I do think if this this is, this, if, this, is, this, is, this is different though. Like this is this is this is twenty four years, six championships, 10, 10 Super Bowl appearances. Well, eleven as in the assistant year. Um. Like there's nothing like he's, he's done it all, and um, once again, if, if you go out with a win, the top two pick is secured, um, and you give like a quick ceremony after, um, for you know the, the you know the job that he's done, a- absolutely, absolutely, because once again, that that is fitting, that's deserving, um, you know, once again, he's up there with the Landrys, the Lombardis, the Chuck Knowles, um. He's up there, and once again, um, you know, I, I think that he, he that that would be a fitting ending, in my opinion. Now, would he be comfortable? Of course not. We know that. We know he wouldn't be comfortable. Um, but he, he's earned it, so I, I'd give him that much. All right. So the next game, uh, the Patriots take on uh, the. I'd, I'd say the surprising Denver Broncos, who are now. Uh, are they are they seven seven? Yeah, they're seven seven. Yes, They started out one five seven seven. They they've had a good run here. What do you think? Uh, what do you see happening Christmas Eve against the Broncos? Well, Denver's always been a house of horrors for us um, historically. Um, I expect Denver to win, you know, twenty four seventeen something like that. Um, I just think they needed more than us, obviously. Uh, so I hope they come out with that level of urgency on on Sunday night at, at eight o'clock. So, 
Uh, this technically is our last primetime game of, of the season because it is happening. Christ. At, at, um, yeah, thank, yeah, thankfully. Um, but <laughs> actually, that game, that game wasn't that bad yesterday, so that game would have been fine on Monday Night Football, but it, it is what it is. Excuse me. Um, yeah, so De- Denver should win. I hope they win. Um, but I said, we, we gain nothing by winning out there. Nothing. I don't want nowhere snap to go into the to the field goal post. So not I do. I do. I do. I, if you're down, like if you're down twenty, I, I think the Patriots are gonna lose this game. Uh, 28, 28, 17. If you're down twenty, it's you know twenty eight, thirteen, or whatever it might be. You know what? If we're if we're gonna, this is truly the last year. Like let's go play some of the greatest hits. Do do a safety. Why not do a call back to twenty years? Okay, ago when so, things are great. Right. So that means that we should throw a pick to Patrick Sertain. And tackle and right. share right now and tackle um you know Patrick Sertain at the one yard line. Yeah, why not? Why not? Because uh Gusecki or Henry's not fast enough to catch him, so it would have to be or, yeah, no, or, 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 or or Demario Douglas and who can give himself a concussion like Watson did. So that'd be great. Um Right. Let's let's talk happy stuff. It is the season of giving, the holiday season, the joyful season. It would not be that season if we weren't talking about our twenty and fives. Boston Celtics. Uh, Ray, hit me with it. No, they, they've been killing it. Like you said, they, you know, now 20 and five, they're currently on a five game winning streak. Um, you know, beat the Knicks once, Cleveland twice, and Orlando twice. Um, if people remember at this time, I I think you and I were on the show doing this. Um, you know, I think we, we both picked Orlando. Yeah, but I definitely picked Orlando to, to win. And, you know, um, you know, Taylor said it best, right? It, it showed um, how much they have turned the corner. So just you know, what were your thoughts on this five-game homestand? Did you expect them to go 5-0? and oh? um, And just, you know, did you think there would be a letdown after uh, not advancing in the, in the IST? Yeah, so I, I definitely did think that there was going to be a letdown. Um, and I think that, I, you know, we're we're probably all of us, uh, conditioned to believe that because of what we've seen over the last five years uh, with with this team, um, but I think the most impressive win, um, I think it was the two of them. It was the first game against Cleveland, uh, the one twenty to uh, one thirteen game, where that that game got a little hairy in the fourth quarter, and 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 they stood up and they just held they just held it down. Uh, but this last game against the Magic, where uh, JV scores what seventeen of his of his 30-something points in the fourth quarter. Like, he took over the game. And, yeah. you know, one of the things that, that I I think has been a theme uh, for me this year is how would he adapt to be maybe not even the number two guy anymore, but now possibly, like, the third option. And when you see in, in late in games where he still uh, decides that he's going to take it over and he's going to win, I just think that this mm-hmm. team... This team has as much balls as it does talent, and it has, it has never been that way. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, especially, I, I think it was like around like the six-minute mark when he came down, he was feeling it. You could tell. He, 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 you could always tell with him, right? Because he gets one of he gets that little fadeaway jumper, like, okay, Jim yep. Brown. And he comes down, good to know, Jim. he comes down, do the, it's not good, good radio, but on, on, on the YouTube, he goes between the legs, and uh, Hits a three, JV four, three. and the college going wild. Even Jumbo Zula got hyped. Like 
I'm not gonna lie, I was fell down the stairs where I was at on my post at the game, <laughs> and I was so hyped. So I was, I was screaming, "Let's fucking go!" Whatever. So I was like, "But yeah, it, it's it's amazing to see his growth as, um, as a player to say, okay, I don't have to force it because I think that I think sometimes that was the issue. He was worried about forcing it because he wanted to make sure he was making an impact on the game. But his final line last night: thirty-one points, five rebounds, and not one, not two, not three, not four, not five but six assists. That's the best stat line of the night is a six assists. Um, you know, we, they made ESPN call them out on that post. He, he responded calling them corny for making that post. And ever since ESPN said what they said, he's been lighting teams up. So ESPN, thank you. NBA today. Thank you. NBA on TNT. Thank you. NBA TV. Thank you to, to the South, to the toxic Celtics Twitter. Thank you. Continue to spew the hate, because but here at MTP, we're gonna show love to Jalen Brown once again. We're gonna critique when things aren't going right, but we're gonna give love more times than not. Because uh, in the words of uh, Mike and I, one of our favorite wrestlers of all time, Jalen Brown is that damn good. So just just make sure that if you're gonna if you're gonna get on him, make sure that you give you give him praise where we're gonna do as well. Yeah, I think uh, two things that I want to talk about. Uh, one, I'd love to. You know for moral certainty that he keeps all the receipts. Like he keeps them. He knows. Yes. He knows everything that's said. He's just not. He's he's not as much of a of a of a bitch on social media like uh, like KD is. But he just holds them close to yeah. the vest, and he'll just do it on the court. Um, secondly, yeah. when I, when that was brought up in a in a post game press conference, or maybe it was it was practice, uh, I loved that Missoula instantly was like, "Yes, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard." Because uh, I, I can list for you right here. I have the list of seven potential assists that would have happened if, if the basket had gone and, uh, after he passed it. Jalen Brown can't, can't control if the next person makes the basket. So we're going we're gonna to come on him. I was like, oh, Missoula, like you're, you're in it now. Like he, it feels like he, yeah. he is the actual coach now. And did you hear what KP said uh, after the game? This no, is I'm how you know this, something's different. He said, quote, for a visiting team to come into this building and beat us, it's got to be a special night for them, and we all believe that. I mean, this mm. is about a fucking a December game, so he's locked in. Yeah, no, and what's I mean, what they're fortunate, and once again, we have talked about them, and even even the other team that shares the that shares the court with them or the ice with them. Um, you know, we know how well the Bruins play the home much. Like people should come into that building and know it's going to be a dog fight. Him coming in there thinking that oh shit oh it's easy because that's how Miami felt at times that's how Atlanta felt even in the first round when Trey Young hit the, hit that uh, hit that shot from fucking Malden uh, <laughs> to to win Game Five last year so it should be a dogfight every time like it was in 08 like it was in 2010 um or even at times during the IT era there was times when people came into here and you knew IT might get 40 on you despite. Um, and I was there for a few of them. So I don't know. I, I, I love that mentality. Like you said, they have as much balls as they do talent. And that's huge because, you know, I think, you know, you have, you have to find some type of championship resolve and, or, you know, as we say, on here, championship DNA, that, that, that was to you, Bobby. Um, we'll, we'll come up with one of those more later. <laughs> uh, there's plenty of more championships to discuss, thankfully, over the next, uh, next decade or so. So, um, but yeah. 
but I I love that from Joe. I think, I think that that's been been awesome that he's been locked in. The whole team in general has been uh, locked in. I thought the Friday night game was huge too. Missing so many people, so missing Porzingis, missing Horford. Um, you know, just you know, really the whole damn big lineup was out, and um, they found a way to win by seventeen. I think on Friday, like that's why I was like, oh, like okay, like this is not, this is not your last year, Celtics in that regard. So, yeah, I love what I saw. Also, the last four times that the Celtics have started out twelve and zero at home, they made the finals every single time. The most recent time, mm-hmm. they 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 wanted an 7 0 eight. Right. So, yeah, and that's I mean that's what it's looking like. Obviously, they they go on the road, uh, you know, shortly. But you know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll give a question to you because I know you've been saying this in our group chat. So I want to any chance we're on here, I want to give you a chance to elaborate on on the play of this guy. So, um, our, our six man is I put in quotations, but you know the play of Al Horford, man. Um, just you know just speak to the X factor he's been, or if you think there's another X factor that's been out there, but just speak to the fact that Al, Al Horford's been. Uh, whether he's been a spot starter or whether he's been coming off the bench. So I think that there have been multiple uh, X factors on on this team so far. Uh, like I, you could point to Peyton Pritchard, you could point to Sam Hauser different times. But the problem is, is that they drop off. Al well, Horford has been as consistent as anybody could be uh, through the first 25 games of the season. I mean, if you just think about, he's averaging just over, what, 26 minutes a game. He's having eight points, five rebounds, three assists. But the thing about him is, is he's what I've noticed more about Al this year, as opposed to the last couple of years, is now at his reduced role or reduced minutes, his role is actually enhanced. You appreciate him when he's on the court more because he makes sure everyone is in position to succeed. And. Mm-hmm. If you can get through this, uh, this like the dog days of winter for the Celtics, with him only averaging twenty five minutes a game, you're gonna get you're you're gonna get a pretty fresh Al come playoff time, and we've seen what what what, what can happen. We don't meet the finals against the Warriors if not if we didn't have Al Horford, we just wouldn't do it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that I mean, and look no further than that, that game four against Milwaukee. Um, well, he had thirty. <laughs> he had 30 points in that game and that that dunk on Giannis and because I mean he's he's pretty reserved. I I have to this to, I've seen we've watched him play the last seven years here um in two different stints. I've never seen him that more animated than yeah. that, that game. It was like each of that shit personal. Um so yeah, we need we need more of Angry Owl because more of Angry Owl is you know uh it's been it's beneficial for this team. So I I absolutely love that. Um, my X factor will always be, and I, I said I will continue to take a victory lap on this until he is no longer a Celtic, and that's Derek White. Like, you were right, you were right. That, yeah, that dude is is. I mean, he he has surpassed. I mean, like I said, I I thought that he was going to be good. I believe he was going to be good. This is better than I expected. Like, I, it's just it's it's unbelievable. Like, it's every night he saves our ass. Just about every night. Um, him him and Al Horford are are just, like I said, them as a tandem, excuse me, have been phenomenal. And um, I'm glad he's on our team. He makes quick decisions. Um, he's so much better on off-the-dribble threes. Oh, cause that was that was very scary when he first got here. He was like, hey, no, but I'm just like, hey, those have to start falling at some point, but now they're falling. So um, their floater is still there. Um, and then, once again, he, he's very active defensively. He takes on the best player 
on perimeter most nights. And he's been the perfect complement to Drew Holiday. Um, and I just I love the nickname that Derek White's father gave him. He called he calls him the stock exchange. I think that's phenomenal. Uh, because that's that still some blocks out there. So that's a phenomenal uh name there. So I'm I'm glad that uh they are living up to the hype in in in, in that regard. So um but speak speaking of hype, um, you know, obviously we talk about you know, this team being stacked, you know, one through six, right? But, you know, you mentioned it just a few moments ago about how there's times where Pritchard could fall off, the times of Hauser may fall off, or Cornette, so on and so forth. So um, looking at our 789, because those three players, I think, are our 789s, uh, is there any adjustments you would make as uh, far as a trade, or um, would you just rather see the development of Hauser, Cornette, and Pritchard? Yeah, so we talked about this. Uh, Bobby and I talked about this last week, and I asked I asked the same question. I'm glad that now I've had a, a week to think about it more. Bobby said that he would go get a guard. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I think that the positives uh, f- from Peyton Pritchard this year have far have far and away outweighed the negatives. Like you know that he's he's the same defensive player that he was two years ago, but he's a better offensive player. So he's getting better. He is, he's streaky, but a lot of young shooters are. Uh, I think, right. you know, quite, right. I, I think I call him just a slightly pale Eddie House. So I, think, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't remember Eddie House's defense, but I remember his shooting. Right. If you can, if you can just give uh, Peyton some more time to develop that, I, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, my questions about the bench were answered. On Friday night, when was that Friday when they didn't have anybody to play mm-hmm. and the bench scored 47 points? Mm-hmm. Yeah, against the second, uh, yeah, second I or mean, third. I mean, I mean, obviously, no facts. I mean, obviously, you're not going to get 47 most nights. I mean, if you do, then I mean, shoot <laughs> the duck boats. We, we will be in at a parade in June. You, that's the right. time to pay in. That's a fact. But the um, question would be yeah. sorry to cut you off, Fred. The question would be before that game, did you think you could get 47 from this bench? No, <laughs> no. I'd have been happy with 25. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So, which I, to, to me, 25 is about what they should be getting 25 to 30 if, if everyone's healthy. Um, once again, I, I, I love what I saw from Lamar Stevens. I was like, finally, Joe, you played him. Cause I'm like, I said, why is this man buried on the bench? Like, can, can, like him getting eight points and four rebounds, that's a fucking steal. You know, that, that's all you need. You don't need him getting 15, 20 a night. Eight points, four rebounds, a couple steals. And if you notice, and once again, for those that listen to what I'm about to say, relax, keep your panties in a bunch. I don't mean literally, <laughs> but he's he has some plays like like this guy. There was some Marcus Smart type plays from Alar Stevens the other night on, on Friday night. Because you know who was first to the ball in the 50-50 balls? Lamar Stevens. You knew who was passing the ball from the floor? Uh Lamar Stevens. And I'm like, oh, that looks like a guy that we just had. Why not play him more? And once again, right. even if it's just 10, 12 minutes. And, and I get it. Taylor and Brown want to be out there. They don't want to sit. They've said it. Um, I've heard them shout it in the in the. Uh, sorry, I'm giving that away. <laughs> I've heard them shout it in, <laughs> in 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 the uh, in in the back by the locker room. I don't want to fucking come out. That that's they that, verbatim. So I get it. They they if they could play 45 minutes, they would. I'm telling you that right now. Um, but thank God for Joe and everybody else that says, hey, <laughs> 34, yeah. 35. <laughs> You don't do that. Yeah, because I'm like, we don't need you at 45. Once again, when we had Thibodeau, uh, Ted Empire would be MVP with Thibodeau because Thibodeau would have been playing 40 minutes. 
you know, and, and on, a, on an easy night, it'd be 42. <laughs> right. Head the night off, 42 minutes. You know, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all set on that. <laughs> but so, I, no, I think, so that's good then. No? Yeah, you, we've, we've learned, I think, going into the game on Friday, uh, we've now learned that in a pressure situation where we need the bench to put up a lot, a lot of points, they can. They can. So now it's about how do you mature what you have already? You just can't get into a situation where your bench is only putting up 15 to 17 points because you're going to lose that game. You don't need, it's to your point, you don't need, you don't need 40. If you can get mm-hmm. 25 to 28, you know, 25 to 30 points a night from your bench, then you're going to be in the finals. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, I mean, that's all you need. Now, I know, because I think Bobby brought up Caruso, right? That's what we say. He's Alex Caruso yeah. with somebody. Um, which, listen, it feels like a pipe dream, but I'm here for the dream to be sold to me, if that's the case. I I, I think that was also is phenomenal. Um, I think that he'd be a perfect guard here, perfect fit here. Um, now, someone that we talked about in the, in our in our meeting earlier, what about PJ Tucker? And the reason why I bring up PJ Tucker, right? He's not he's disgruntled in his in his situation now in Philadelphia. Oh, Philadelphia. Well, he was in Philadelphia. He's a part of the James Harden trade. They haven't found minutes for him there in uh, Los Angeles. Um, you know, he was he was a 2021 champion with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, he made a long run with the Heat. And, you know, he's always been a part of winning basketball, really, wherever he's been. So um, if they had a spot for him, would you welcome him? Yes. Um, here? Yes. They should keep up with him. Yes, okay. Um, yeah, and, and I, I would, too, I, to me, I feel like he'd be more of a need than Caruso. But once again, I'm just greedy, and I, I take both. Um, you know, and I feel like it'd be cool to have them at 7-8. And then have Pritchard housing and have them back up to maybe 10, 11, 12. And it makes them that it makes them that much deeper. Um, if, if that was the case. So um sorry. But what we what we've seen so far from from Peyton though is like he he's like Jalen was early on in his career where he needs volume to to get to get a shot. So yeah. are you are you willing to to give him less minutes and further, or maybe uh, halts his development to get a Caruso and a PJ Tucker to win now. Yeah, because you, you got to maximize this team's window, and, and it's like it's unfortunate somebody has to sacrifice, but you got to maximize this team window. Caruso does that. Um, adding a PJ Tucker potentially does that, um, and th- those guys will be in win now mode. Once again, Caruso's a champion. Um, you know, Tucker's a champion. And, you know, we talked about it when we did the season, uh, the season preview. It it can't be overstated enough that um they had nobody on the roster last year that had won the championship. Not a coach, not a uh not a player. So when everyone's trying to do it for the first time, it's being harder than it's supposed to be because you got guys that never been in in that scenario. So now, if you know you add Holiday, you got Charles Lee on the bench, right? So you have that general on the court, you got that general on the side, and then you add two more bench players that been on the championship. That that's a that's a that's a no brainer. Once again, when the OA Celtics added PJ Brown, right? I don't think he had won the championship, but he had been around long enough. They added this guy who's now on the bench. This guy Sam Sam I M Sam Cassell. Um, everyone remembers the Texas Triangle when he hits that he hit that big three in San Antonio, and you hear Mike Groman say, "Sam, I am," you know, with the, with the three pointer to put him up. Like you, you need those type of moments. So, 
I feel like if you go get that, you know, um, you do. And once again, we had Eddie House already. We had James Posey. We had um, had Leon Poe. Um, we had Big Baby Davis. So there was guys there already contributing, but um, you know, I think the only guy that didn't play on that team really was Gabe Pruitt. <laughs> like <laughs> Gabe Pruitt was all he, he didn't do much. So, um, but he he's forever a champion. Congrats, Gabe. You know, you you, you did your thing. But um, yeah, I, I feel like that you add the more talent, the better. Um, I'm not in the business of in in, in protecting feelings. Um, you know, I'm I'm here I'm here for the, to see the Celtics make money, not friends. <laughs> oh, you know? I've heard that I've heard that before. I can't. Oh, can't work. <laughs> you know, it's wait, it's 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 championship time. <laughs> it is. So, well, that, it's about damn time. Yeah, it's about damn time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, before you ask me a question about the upcoming game against the the Warriors. Can we can we talk about Draymond? Let's, let's do it. All right. So I'm I'm going to start off, at, and then I'm, hopefully this irritates you or or, or provokes you. Uh, but this whole uh, this whole narrative uh, that's going on uh, around the league right now uh, about how Draymond needs help, Draymond needs counseling, Draymond needs all of this all all this crap. I mm. I think we just need to call it like it is. That's that's bullshit. Like this guy is one of the most intelligent people when you hear him speak on his podcast about the game of basketball. Yep. This guy doesn't yep. walk around beating women, beating kids, doing drugs, shooting people, any of that shit. He's just not a yep. professional. Yep. So like <laughs> he just needs yep. to be more yep. fucking professional. This whole well, like we we really want to see him get the help he needs. Fuck you because you're not, I don't remember anyone saying this stuff about you know it, it, the first time with John Moran Rondo not a great guy off the court right like we have there are all these people that have had off the court issues but we, we never yep. hear about people say oh he, he needs help guy just so happens that in the heat of the moment he forgets that he's a professional basketball player and not a professional wrestler and he needs to be taught. You cannot put people in chokeholds. You can't punch people in the face. But I don't think he has an anger problem. And I'm, and I'm actually, I'm, I'm offended by the narrative that's out there now. But of a hashtag like get Draymond help. It's 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 bullshit. Yeah. No, listen. You you weren't gonna get a rise on me on that one because I I can't fucking stand him. Um. I, but again, you know what I, he I, is. I, you know what he is. He's he's not what they're making him out to be. You know, no, no, for sure. No, no, he, he's he's not someone like Dennis Rodman needed help. <laughs> Fred, I mean, Dennis Rodman needs some fucking help. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I just I just, I just need to go to Vegas for a day. Really? In the, in the fucking NBA Finals? I, I, what's wrong with you? Uh, um, I couldn't imagine someone saying that shit now. I, I, just, I just need to go to Vegas for a day. What? Like, well, no, actually, James Harden probably would be that guy, but. James Harden is nowhere near eccentric as uh as Dennis Rodman was, but um listen, I like you said, Draymond is a phenomenal um speaker. He's a really good talent. Once again, I'm not the biggest fan of him as a player. Um, I think he's overhyped in certain regards, but once again, they they don't win uh without him, and I, I can acknowledge that obviously. Um that that being said, yeah, of course not. Of course there's a need 
to go sit down with a counselor one-on-one. He's obviously doing that because that's part of the rules that they're making him do to come back to the league. Fine, whatever. Um, I, but to me, I want him to come back and I want them to make the finals because, and I told the story before, but it's relevant to this conversation. That man got in my face after the NBA finals in game six and was like, yeah, motherfucker, I got four. What's up? And I was fucking livid. I was pissed. <laughs> respond. I couldn't respond because my supervisor was right there. I couldn't, I couldn't say a word. And I wanted them badly last year. But, you know, today's not, you know, it's a new day. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I, I, so I want him to come back. And I want them to go on a run so that he could come back to this building at TD Garden. And we mopped them off the floor like the Southerns of the Lakers in 84. That's that's what I want. <laughs> I when I wanted I wanted I wanted more than anything I have ever wanted. So um, I hope that he comes back. But yeah, the mental health shit, please. Um, somebody just put him in check. Everyone's scared of him, which I don't know why. Um, but I get it. Um, there's well, no other player protect- really. He's been protected by the league. I mean, he 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 punched his teammate, knocked him out cold in a practice, and since then has been suspended four more times for the same shit. Because he's allowed to get away with it. He doesn't have a problem. The league has a problem. They've said, oh, well, you know what? Just slap on the wrist. He'll be gone for five games. Like, yep. you, you, if you really want to hurt this guy, yeah, suspend him for, suspend him for 30 games. Don't pay him. But like, what I hear Steve Kerr, who I actually like, come out and say, you know, the guy that, that hit uh, pool, the guy that, and choke the other, you know, uh, the other guy. We got to punch this guy in the face. That's the guy that needs help. He doesn't need help. He is your classic bully on the playground that hasn't been punched in the face. But what Steve Kerr can't say, he can't say what we're thinking. He can't say that. He can't. Because now you lose the locker room. He, he, he has, you have to back your player, unfortunately. You have to. Like, it's not like he murdered somebody. So that was a good, but he, you, you have to back your player. You have to. Yeah, you don't know what I'm saying, but I'm saying from Steve Kerr, like I, I, I get why he chose that stance. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you, you, you have, you have to protect the player. There. You have to, unfortunately. Um, same thing with the injury shit in in with LSU. Ken Mulkey came out there and was like, "Hey, I'm getting into any details with y'all because that's me between me and my player." Once again, she may not, she may not agree with what's going on with what had happened with Andrew Angel Reese, but she presented the player so. That that's just that's just what that's just what it is, and that's what good coaches do. Um, I'm sure he gave Draymond a piece of his mind backstage because once again, this is the same guy that punched Michael Jordan in the face. Steve Kerr don't fear nobody. <laughs> so <laughs> Steve Kerr, yeah, he, he's not he's not that guy who's gonna be like, well, you know, I just well, no, he, he he's not afraid of the moment. So I get it. Um, but yeah, I I just <laughs> I just think that um. You know, he's probably, they say he's going to be out at least three weeks, he said. They said, so he's, he's going to miss some time. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, to, 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 uh, to you know, close your point, um, yeah, he, he's not someone that needs help. Um, he's just ass whooped. And right. we, we just go from there. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You're all, like, yeah, the, 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 the guy that you're in person, he's music. Someone go get their ass whooped. Like, that's, that's, yeah. that's what Trayvon. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting because yeah, he's he's the definition of you think it's that easy. You think it's that easy, 
Right. You know? Yeah. You know? Love that. Sorry, I had to get that off my chest. Come on. Hey, listen to me. Go ahead. I don't love Draymond, but I just, I just see like what's happening on social media and with ESPN and people are saying, they're like, well, this is a bigger issue. No, it isn't. He's a bully who needs to get punched in the face. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just stay there because that, that, that's the first opponent on, on this, on this West Coast road trip. So uh, the Celtics have a six game, five game road trip uh, coming up. Um, let me see. Let me, let me get the schedule right in front of me. Uh, so the schedule. So yeah, so they have, it's Golden State, Sacramento, uh, and then they end with both LA teams um, before coming home against Detroit on uh, the 28th. So um, four game, four game West Coast swing. Um, this was kind of where the rails had kind of slipped for them last year. They just started yeah. 21 and five last year. Um, there was a very entertaining game in LA last year where I, I was completely off the rails at that moment. And I thought they were going to fucking lose that game. They, they were down 12, like three minutes to go. They come back. Jason Tatum was cooking LeBron once again. For those that say otherwise, watch the tape. The man ended with 44 and 9 and 6. Um, you know, and the only you know, he, he had 44 and it wasn't Jay West. <laughs> so oh, it, it was it was it was it was uh it was mixtape season out there uh for, for JT last year. So um what what's how do you think they'll do against Golden State tomorrow night? Um, and then just what do you think is an acceptable uh record for this road trip coming back to Boston next week? Yeah, so I think that over the last three years, we've seen whenever they play Golden State, they, they play into the way that Golden State wants us to play. And I think yeah. now uh, that with, with KP there, I think it's going to be completely different. I think that this should look, yeah. we should be, I mean, we are, we are a better team. We're not a, uh, we're not a, we don't have the championship pedigree that they do, but we are a better team than they are right now. And I think Draymond being out, at, you know, he is a factor when he's on the court because he does dictate coverage. He also knows how right. to make sure that, that the right person is is, is covered. Um, I think yeah. that they should be Golden State by, uh, you know, eight to ten points. I'm not I'm not really worried about them. I think anytime you have Steph Curry on on, on opposing you, like he he could drop sixty on you at any point in time, and he'll make it look right. easy. Right. Uh, but I think. We're different defensively and offensively than we were last year, and I don't know that they have an answer for us. I don't think that they have an answer yeah. for uh, Tatum, Brown, and Porzingis. I truly don't. And- yeah, I t- totally agree. Um, and yeah, I mean, listen, Clay Clay started finding a shot a little bit, so that, that could be scary. Um, but Wiggins, Wiggins is in the doghouse over there. Um, Kaminga hasn't stepped up. Moody hasn't stepped up. Um, you know, we haven't heard much of Chris Paul. Uh, so far this year, so they have a lot of questions on their on this side with or without Draymond. Honestly, um, that they have to get right before, um, they decide they're gonna make a run or not. But yeah, I, I do think they win tomorrow and go to state. I think they lose against Sacramento. Honestly, um, I feel like we haven't had a good game up there. <laughs> Ironically, since going to here, we had the game winner. <laughs> Who would forget? I don't. Know, I, and once again, for those who are like, how do you remember that? I remember because that's one of the best games going to Hayward had as a Celtic and. Uh, you know, Kyle Draper, who is now the call, the uh, play by play in Sacramento, actually made that call, excuse me, at the time. So I'm hoping that they find a way to get it done. But I know they won't have Al Horford for that game because he doesn't do back to back. So um, that does change how they do some of the rotations. 
Um, and Sacramento is very, very good offensively. Uh, for those that didn't see, Keegan Murray had 47 points the other night uh, of 12 threes. 11, 11, hit 11 straight. Uh, so, um, so sorry, Celtics fans. I thought that he was going to be a trade target. He's not coming here. <laughs> he's, he's not coming here after that performance. Sorry. Uh, that's, that's, that's not happening. So, you know, we have to find somebody else that can find, we have to find another sucker. Um, and then, you know, the Clippers game was always going to be tough. They figured it out. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. That's what I'm figured it out a little bit. Yeah. But I also think the fact that Russell Westbrook sacrificed himself to put himself on the bench to make sure that those that those other players could play, and he wasn't taken away from that, that shows like right. the growth of him as a player. Uh, he's still going to take bad shots, of course, but I that is a huge sacrifice that he's making personally for the team to get better. Right, and that team's what they, they won seven in a row. I think they're going to beat Sacramento. I think they're going to lose to the Clippers because they're going to find themselves in a, in a situation where. The Clippers are going to play good defense, so the Celtics are going to get lackadaisical on defense too, mm-hmm. and they're just they're going to try and outshoot them. I think if you get into a shooting contest right. with Harden, Kawhi, Westbrook, they just have more horses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. It is also earlier game too, so I feel like that that plays into it too. The Celtics are not good in, in matinee games; they just they're just not. Um. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. And then you got, you end with the Lakers on Christmas Day. Um, Lakers are going to be jacked up because of what happened the last time we played them. <laughs> um, with LeBron, he did get fouled. He did. And they didn't call it. Um, oh, well. Um, and and uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. But um, I'd be, I would love three and one. Um, I'm prepared mentally for two and two. <laughs> uh, um of this road trip, but I, I think three and one would be phenomenal. But um, we'll know if they're really locked in if they go four and zero, right? Um, regardless of what happens, they they got to bring it every every night. So I'm I'm excited to see how how that how that unfolds. So uh, and any any final words before we get out of here? Oh, I got I got them at I got them at three and one. Uh, and their one loss is against uh, the Clippers. They're gonna win on Christmas. Very, it's gonna be a very merry Christmas for all of us. Um, especially after having to suffer through what we're going to have to suffer through on Christmas Eve, watching the Patriots and Broncos. Um, but for Hollywood, Rayshon Buchanan, this is Michael Marcangelo saying thank you for listening to MTP Boston. Please uh, stay tuned for the Power Ranking Show later this week. Have a very Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. We'll talk to you next week. Welcome to Tuning In To Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning In To Sound Wellbeing today. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? 
Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.